The following is a hoop ball presentation. of today in sports betting it is a happy friday t-e-i-f everybody i'm ira silver magic on twitter ira silver if you don't know by now i got my good buddy devin ellington at d-a-l-e-007 on twitter as well what's up devin how are you this friday well i'm not over yet today i was yesterday so that that's the positive news no bets to lose if you don't place any bets so yeah. It's been it's been a tough week for all of us. Uh, I have not had a good week at all either. I'm looking to bounce back with some picks from you today regarding some college football looking tomorrow. And as always, the NFL, uh, I can't wait for that because uh, it is my best sport. So I'm going to continue to roll with the NFL and hopefully it'll bring me back close to even and maybe a little bit positive territory before we jump into today's slate Devin as always our podcast is brought to you by manscape.com their new and improved lawnmower 3.0 go check it out it's got a water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower because hey guys where else are we going to do it right uh we got to clean up that mess somehow I love mine you should too go to manscape.com type in the promo code hoopball20 that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l-2-0 manscape.com Get 20% off and free shipping. Devin, we have a, uh, a really good game today in Major League Baseball, and that's going to be the deciding game between the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Garrett Cole gets the nod for the Yankees, minus 170 against Glasnow and the Rays, who are plus 140. The over-under in this game is 7.5. Man, this is a tough one. I've been on the Rays pretty much every game. Uh, you can get some plus money with them today, but it's, you know, we talked about it. Garrett Cole looks, you know, doesn't look like the old Garrett Cole, but, you know, anytime Garrett Cole's on the mound, it can be scary, especially in a clinching game tonight. What do you got for me in this Yankees-Tampa Bay game tonight? Um, Man, I'm, I've been trying to – same with you. I've been trying to figure out how I want to play this. Obviously, I want the Rays to win because, well, I have a futures ticket on them. But plus 140, oh, man, that's it's like one of those numbers that's kind of like hard to avoid. But uh, Garrett Cole, his last two playoff starts, he's actually looked more like Garrett Cole. Glasnow, though, is very, very solid. I think this is going to be one of those, and, I'm you know, just to be – anticlimactic this is going to be one of those games where i maybe look for a live in-game opportunity pre-flop it's a little more scary and then it just you know with the fact that i've got futures tickets kind of riding um you know this is a weird spot for me it's like do i hedge or you know so but just so far early in the market bet percentage uh, is on the yankees at 69 percent hey and money percentage is uh, on Tampa Bay at 56%. So uh, say what you're really like. That. The Sharpies look like they like the Rays tonight. Uh, I might lay off this game and just enjoy it and watch it, but I might put a little bit down on Tampa Bay. But it's just, it's a not, it's either Tampa Bay or bust for me. No Yankees for me in this game. I agree with you 100%. Uh, over under seven and a half. That is just, it's a really low number. 
tough line, tough line. Uh, but you got to expect it's going to be a tight one uh, here tonight. Uh, Devin, we got some NBA Finals action to talk about, and I know you need the Miami Heat to win the game tonight. Uh, the Lakers minus seven, minus one fifteen, over under two sixteen. Who going to be a tough one? But this one is either Heat or pass for me. What about you? Yeah, same. Just because, like you said, I need them to win at least one more. I need that 4-2 exact series finish. Uh, I, you know, would love to do that after uh, getting both my Eastern and Western Conference exact series uh, bets cash, too. I think it'd be neat to just kind of trifecta it out a little bit. Uh, lots of Lakers love, obviously. A lot of people thinking they're just going to go ahead and clinch it tonight. Um you know, I'm just going to say that Goran Dragic being out, I think is probably going to be more detrimental than Bam Adebayo. Just because you see the things that he was doing for the team, his orchestration, he's like an extension of Eric Spolster out there on the court. He's very fluid and cerebral, and he knows where to be, you know, for his teammates. But a prop total I'm maybe looking at, I like Jimmy Butler over, uh, over uh, half a block. You know, I think he gets one tonight. He's been playing really hard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the weird angles I'm looking at. This is going to be another uh, probably you know, look for a live number of Miami plus 10 to 12 for me if I can get it in game. But um, pre-flop, that seven number is just a little weird. And as far as the over-under, I'd probably lean the under, just a slight lean, like fresh, truly cracked open lean. Cracked openly, cracked truly, cracked freshly. I love it. Uh, another game we have on the board tonight, and that is not in the NBA, and that is in NCAA football. Louisville Cardinals taking on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Am I right there? That is absolutely correct, Ira. Yeah. Uh, Louisville minus five in this one on the road against Georgia Tech. Over under in this one is a 65 burger. Uh, Louisville Cardinals one and two. Georgia Tech one and two as well, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we got the battle of the one and two. Someone is going to pull to 500 tonight. I kind of like, and I know we talked a little bit off air here, and I kind of like Louisville minus the five. Listen, I like Georgia Tech. I think they have a really good young team there. Uh, with their quarterback he's still learning he's still learning the system but uh louisville minus the five they got a little bit more veteran status uh you know if you look at some you know maybe look at headlines i'm sure this line was a little bit bigger in favor of louisville and because they've started so poorly this line is minus five now i mean fact check me on that devin or whoever whoever else wants to but that would be my guess here uh, just taking into account what the line was against the Miami Hurricanes. Um, you got to think here it's Louisville minus five or bust. What about you? Yeah, so, you know, as I scout these lines, as soon as they come out, the you know, this was one of them that stuck out drastically to me because it opened at Louisville minus six, and I still felt like that wasn't enough. I, I mean, to me, they're a 10-point better team, at least. Not to mention, I mean, you talked about their youth and inexperience. So when you're youthful, you usually don't have a ton of depth either. Well, they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that are going to be out for this game. 
two of them on the defensive line, two of their more, you know, dynamic guys, they're down two tight ends. They're going to be down one of their main defensive backs, another defensive lineman. So that's three. And then running Georgia Tech here. Georgia Tech, yeah, yeah. And Jordan Mason in the backfield is going to be out also. Um, I kind of hinted at it a little bit before uh, in the earlier in the week. And that was the fact that on top of the lack of depth, on top of the youth and how many penalties and penalty yards per game Georgia Tech, you know, has as a team. I honestly think that those three things alone are going to count for 10 points easily, because when you're giving up 100 penalty yards again, I mean, that's a full football field. And then you on top of that, you have guys that haven't played this year much in multiple positions across both sides of the ball and Louisville they've had a pretty you know I mean they played Western Kentucky they went up against Miami um I can't remember who else they played but they you know they got shellacked by Miami so I think this is a spot where um their coach looks at them and says all right we're gonna figure out what kind of team we are and I think that this is a get right spot for Louisville on Friday night they're the only game so look look for the Cardinal to get it going and get it cardinals the cardinals stanford cardinals uh to get it going tonight on friday night yeah i like it too i really like malik cunningham as a quarterback as well for the cardinals so um you know with with the uh the injuries to georgia tech's defensive side uh the young inexperienced new offense nonetheless at Mm -hmm. georgia tech you know they've gone away from i believe it's a triple option uh, now they're, you know, new, new offensive scheme over there. Everyone's still learning new culture. I, I like Louisville in a blowout tonight as well. Uh, next game, let's talk a little NCAA for tomorrow since uh, we got you on the pod here and you're the NCAA guy. Sure. Um, you want to run through some games or you want to just cherry pick a few games to talk about? What do you want to do? Well, so I'm going to have my best bets for week six article go up on Hootball later today once I finish doing it because I'm lazy but um so just real quick you know we talked about that Louisville game that they that was on my best bets and then we can go ahead and go through the rest of the card after these in no particular order but earlier in the week you know I already talked about Texas and OU uh that's in my opinion gonna go over 70 I don't think I need to rehash that too too much um University of Texas El Paso the Miners getting 15 points on the road at Louisiana Tech um, so UTEP is off to their best start in program history at three and one. They actually have a very capable and very staunch defense with upperclassmen littered throughout. Their run game is a huge strength, and that's what you know makes them good in this spot, in my opinion, getting more than two touchdowns or yeah, more than two touchdowns because they have that defense, they have that ball control type of run game. And they're very capable up front on both lines. And Louisiana Tech, they've been exposed real bad the last couple of weeks. I mean, they they lost to uh, BYU, which everyone has that's played them. But they, they just were getting completely steamrolled by the end of the first quarter. Um, and you could tell which way that game was going to go. I just haven't seen a lot of Louisiana Tech, po- you know, positiveness uh, this season skip holtz is the coach sure he's got good genes but when has he ever really coached that well definitely not down in south florida either um and then probably one of my favorite bets this week is mississippi state getting three points it's already down to two or two and a half in some places uh on the road against kentucky 
because it's you know lots of point lots of points are going to be implied but a small spread so I think the better offensive team out of these two teams is definitely Mississippi State with Mike Leach in there so I also am looking at a Wildcats team who just uh, should not be the favorite in this game but they also lost against Ole Miss at home last week and now Mississippi State they're coming off a loss also they they lost against Arkansas which Arkansas was on the nation's longest conference losing streak so I mean it was bound to happen sometime somewhere Arkansas getting a win falling into a win in the SEC I think the losses are different dynamics I think Kentucky's loss last week speaks more volumes to them uh, because they lost in their home opener against Mississippi State who's not as good of a team or I'm sorry against Ole Miss who is not as good of a team as Mississippi State Mississippi State they just kind of I think they were probably looking ahead to this game and then got tripped up against Arkansas and this is the same Arkansas team that was leading LSU the uh, defending national champs at half the last time they played so and then to wrap it up real quick uh Charlotte minus three against North Texas North Texas they were definitely exposed against Southern Miss one of the worst teams in my opinion in all of college football and then Charlotte's got a very, very underrated uh, defensive line and linebacking core. And uh, I'm just kind of looking for them to take advantage of that and take advantage of the North Texas uh, offensive line and their shoddy quarterback play. I mean, if they get pressure on the kid, they have decent enough corners on the back end to ball hawk one or two passes, in my opinion. And his ball security is not that great either, so maybe a strip sack, all the above. Like the defense might just eat them up, I think. Charlotte minus three. Charlotte minus three. Let's lock it in right now. Um, we got some interesting other games. Talk about some marquee games I want to get your opinion on. And <clears throat> excuse me. And that is the Clemson uh, Tigers against the Miami Florida Hurricanes. Um, man, these, uh, these Clemson, this Clemson team, you know, obviously we, we hear a lot about them. And, you know, we really don't know how good this team can really be because they don't play too much competition. But now they have a really big test Saturday night against these Hurricanes who are pretty, pretty good. Um, obviously, Miami has the, uh, the uh, transfer, right? The transfer quarterback, uh, De'Ara King, mm-hmm. fantastic quarterback. Uh, Manny Diaz at the helm coaching the team. They've been uh, pretty, pretty good uh, beating Louisville 47, 34. And in its recent uh, victory beating Florida state 52 to zero, uh, sorry, 52 to 10. I should mm-hmm. say. Now they are the seventh ranked team in the country taking on the number one ranked team in Clemson. And they're catching 14 on the road here, man. Is this going to be a really popular play to take the points and the hurricanes here? I think so. Um, and again, just another you know line that stuck out to me very fluorescently. Uh, Miami getting 15 points. I see 14. It's dropped uh, 14. when it opened. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what, whenever it opened. Um, so I jumped on it right away. And you're correct. It's come down to that even number of 14 um, over the last few days. So I'm happy I jumped on it when I did. Clemson didn't cover against Virginia and Virginia has a great defense. Sure. And a lot of continuity on the offensive line and Bronco Mendenhall is the coach, 
but what they're lacking is a decent quarterback. Now Armstrong, he's okay. Like he, but he's not De'Aaron King. Um, it, my my thinking is if Virginia could do it, why can't Miami? Miami has way better of a defense. They are more aggressive and more talented. They have more, you know, talent, <laughs> like uh, four and five star talent than Virginia does. They have a Heisman hopeful quarterback. And, you know, De'Aaron King knows that if he beats Trevor Lawrence or at least performs really well against this Clemson defense. And by the way, this Clemson defense is young on that defensive line. The strength of what they've had for the last few years in this run that they've had has been that never ending seemingly talent of just five star pro potential guys all the way across their defensive line. They've lost guys on the line. They, they're trying to restack in the linebacking core. Um, you know, they obviously lost some key pieces in the back end last year. So I, you know, 15 points was a lot to me for a team, you know, for this being a marquee matchup, you know, this is, this could decide the ACC in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, it'll probably be popular and call it chalk, but getting 14 or 15 square, points, square dog, as they say, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I don't know how you don't take the points when you have a team like Miami in this spot. I mean, it's just, that's my opinion. Like, sure. Do you think that De'Ara King, if he wins, you got to think if De'Ara King, I mean, this is my thought and I want to get your thoughts as well. You think if uh, De'Ara King and the Hurricanes win tomorrow outright and De'Ara King plays a pretty good game, he is the front runner for the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, because I don't think a lot of the other guys have really done anything. I mean, you, you, your Big 12 dark horses, in my opinion, were Spencer Rattler, Sam Ellinger. And I sprinkled a little bit at 50-1 to 1 on Ellinger because if Texas runs the table and he does what he does and puts up crazy numbers and they beat OU and Oklahoma State, which I hope they don't, um, you know, and they win the Big 12 and he takes them to a, you know, 11-1 and one record or 10-1, and one, whatever it would be, I could see Sam Ellinger winning. But, you know, with the Texas defense and the OU defense, Spencer Radler and Ellinger, in my opinion, are probably out. They're going to lose games they shouldn't, which they already have. Um, and then when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And on top of that, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is kind of like old news as far as the Heisman talk. I'm, I am going to be angry if we allow the Big Ten to just kind of mosey on in here in Ohio State with their cupcake schedule so they can go ahead and just get in the college football playoff and not play a whole season. Um, and they allow, you know, their quarterback, uh, Justin Fields, to, you know, win the Heisman. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right that the kid shouldn't win the Heisman because his short his season was shortened to COVID, but I don't think it's right that the other guys that have been and again it's university based, you know, it's not these kids' decisions. But if De'Eric King does what he does, plays every game, he's already beaten Louisville, which, you know, sure, call it what you want. 
but if he beats Trevor Lawrence and, you know, uh, the Tigers here, and then they go on and make it to the ACC championship and potentially win that, I don't see how he's not the Heisman winner. So, yeah, I like his chances. Um, I, I went ahead and put a little sprinkle on him also in the Heisman race. So. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some smaller schools here. I know you're a, a big proponent of these games. I'll throw this one to you here and maybe you do, or maybe you don't have anything. You can call it a pass as well. If you have sure. nothing, nothing to say. So I like to say, um, you know, say something wise or otherwise. And that's uh, we got Marshall taking on Western Kentucky Marshall seven point favorite shaded uh, at minus one fifteen here. Uh, against Western Kentucky on the road. You got any thoughts for me on this game? This is a Western Kentucky team that I've uh, bet on or against every week since the beginning of uh, the season. I want to get your thoughts here on this Marshall-Western Kentucky matchup. So at first looks, excuse me, um, I was going to go ahead and pass because personally for me, I haven't been able to figure out Marshall or Western Kentucky just because – uh, you know, I missed, so I took Western Kentucky to cover against Louisville in week one. They didn't. And then, uh, I took Marshall to cover, I want to say it was against middle Tennessee state or something. And that game was just a shootout and they didn't cover. So these two teams are a little weird for me. And one thing I, you know, we talked off camera about, and this is one of the games that, you know, has a very good chance of being affected by hurricane Delta. Um, to the listeners and myself, because I, I need to hear myself say it so I don't make stupid bets, but be careful with the games that are in, you know, the southeastern part of the country this week with a Cat 2 hurricane rolling through. You've seen a 7 to 10 point shaving of almost every game total that's down in that area. This is one of them. Um, it's down to 44 and a half and with offenses like Marshall and Western Kentucky and defenses that leak like a sieve, there's no reason this total should be 44 and a half. And people that have a basic comprehension of college football would look at that number and say, Oh yeah, that's, that's a hammer spot, but you've got to be careful with this hurricane and this weather. And so there's probably going to be more than a few games on this slate where I'm just kind of apprehensive about because of that. You don't know what part of the hurricane they're going to get, if the wind's going to be at 20 miles per hour pre-flop, and then the game starts and it goes down to five miles per hour. So I'm a huge believer that wind has a huge part of uh, specifically college football because, you know, sometimes you get those underdeveloped arms and such. Uh, so to answer your question in a long-winded way, I, re- I don't have a true opinion on this one. If, if it was under normal circumstances, I would say hammer the over because these teams are exciting and uh, they both can move the ball very, very well and uh, both lack cornerback depth and help in the back end and don't generate pass rush. So normal spot over, hurricane spot, uh, no gun trigger to pull. I know uh, you're a little raspy there. I know we've been uh, having you talk a lot here on the show today, but yeah. uh, man, it sounds like you had a, a nice, uh, fun night last night with some uh, with some uh, things you should should or shouldn't be doing. That is for no one to find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I have no insider information. I have no idea, but uh, Devin, you got a little raspiness to you this morning. I like it. Uh, 
Another game that I wanted to talk to you about and get a little thoughts from you as well, and this is a, an interesting line for me as well, and that's the Tennessee Volunteers against the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Tennessee coming into uh, the Bulldogs playing Georgia. They are catching 12.5, Georgia 12.5 point favorites here over under 43, a typical SEC total with teams not named Alabama uh or lsu what do we got to say here about tennessee 12 and a half uh, it sounds it looks like a really good spot for the volunteers at plus 12 and a half uh georgia did look impressive last week so maybe that's why the line's a little inflated is this a buy low spot or a sell high spot on either georgia or tennessee for you well, just starting off with some market analysis, 73% excuse me, of the money percentage is on the Volunteers, uh, and it's about 52 to 48 to Tennessee on the uh, bet percentage. So it looks like Sharps and the, uh, the uh, public are really liking this, uh, this spot for Tennessee. And one system that I you know, follow for college football on – um, the action network is a road dogs, low totals system. And that is if the total is under 45 points and the road dogs getting at least 10 points, uh, 59% of the time it covers with a 15% ROI. I rolled this out for, uh, Vandy getting, uh, what was it? I think it was 30 points against Texas A&M and the total was only 42. So, um, I think I might roll this out again, even though it's come down from the 14 and a half to the 12 and a half. I think you're really spot on with saying the Georgia inflation is probably a real thing with their recent successes. Don't get me wrong. They've looked the way they should, you know, they kind of underperformed against Arkansas or I'm sorry, uh, against Mississippi state. Um, but you know, look for the bulldogs to do enough to get the win, but this, I think Pruitt down there in uh, Tennessee's got something rolling. He's uh, he's got his guys in there now. I think this is his third season at the helm. So he's had two really good recruiting classes. I think top 15 recruiting classes the last two years. And then next year they're set up for a top 10 class. So yeah, Tennessee in this spot, I think he's got the front seven to maybe contend with that Georgia offensive line um road dog low total system that's kind of where i'm looking at uh 12 and a half points with a low total i like it Devin, not to go off topic here but <clears throat> what's going on with the kbo i mean they uh when, when's the playoff start because uh, i know your nc dinos are in first place but right. it seems like the playoff i, I f- feel like the playoff should have started already uh well to be completely frank i kind of forgot about the kbo you have a big you have a future ticket on the number one team yeah and they're still in first place that's all i need to know i'm not, I'm not doing that everyday digging analysis like i was when we didn't have any sports or the check czechoslovakian ping pong i do miss that that was fun oh that was real fun good times covid times a uh, little kbo <laughs> action um but yeah i was just thinking about that because uh I just read a tweet online about a very interesting looking bird and it reminded me of your NC Dinos futures ticket because they have such a weird looking mascot. Uh, That bird that I saw on Twitter is the Mandarin duck. If you haven't ever heard of it or seen a picture of it, I suggest Googling it. It is a very, very pretty 
uh, obscure and uh, colorful bird. It's uh, it's really really cool actually. It's it's got all sorts of colors and uh, a lot prettier than the NC Dinos mascot. But I don't know why it reminded me of it, but it sure did. I want to get your thoughts on potentially one or two more games here for college football. Uh, you have anything you want to throw out before I throw out a game to you? Um, man, I'm bummed that <laughs> the Raging Cajuns and the Chanticleers game got postponed. You know, yeah. you know I'm a big fun belt proponent. That was actually going to be one of the games that uh, I did a really big write up on. But, you know, to speak on that team, Coastal Carolina, uh, they're a dark horse to win that Sun Belt. They are, and I think you can probably still get them at plus four or five hundred. Uh, this game against ULL would have been huge because if they would have beat them, I think Coastal Carolina would have moved into the rankings. ULL would have fallen out. They're at twenty three right now. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, obviously follow on the Twitter machine. I'm gonna have you know lots of content this week there's some really good stuff i'm looking at i do want to throw out all the games that have been postponed just so people know not to bet on them uh if their books haven't pulled them like they should raging cajuns uh coast carolina like i talked about the wake forest game they were playing campbell so uh florida atlantic southern miss uab and rice mizzou and lsu have all been postponed and just be diligent, guys, because this is going to be a weird weekend with that hurricane. You're going to have games that are probably going to have to get canceled or postponed or pushed, you know, 30 minutes, an hour to kick off. It's just going to be weird. So do your diligence. Try to find your beat reporters on Twitter, your favorite meteorologists. Do everything that you need to to get yourself set up for a successful uh, college football weekend. Man, I, you know, I never really got pat on the back as a child. So I'm going to pat myself on the back here on the podcast. And uh, I just saw the line with the Cleveland Browns and the uh, Indianapolis Colts move all the way down to pick, which is what I said the line would move to before kickoff, man, this looks like Cleveland's going to end up being a one point favorite with this line movement here. Um, Man, I got him at two and a half. And I said, you know, I think Cleveland should be a one-point favorite in this game. Home team, I don't think the Colts are that good. This line has moved all the way down to pick them as of right now, Friday or late morning. So just uh, hopefully it works out for us, uh, yeah. hoop ballers, and I can pat myself on the back just a little bit more. Uh, one more game I wanted to talk to you about. Sorry, I had to add a little. Hey, hey there. call your shot, man. You got to call your shot, then pat yourself on the back. I mean, if I could, I'd pat your back for you. But thanks, you know. man. Maybe we can do a little zoom, zoom pat. Maybe there we go. Like here. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to move my shoulder. You can just pat it. Okay. Cool. Uh, one more game I want to talk to you about, and that is uh, Duke versus Syracuse. Duke yeah. minus one on the road to Syracuse. There's a weird line for me. Uh, I think that Duke should be favored by a little bit more. I understand they're on the road. They got to travel to Syracuse, but uh, can you give me some thoughts here or you don't have any? You know, I'd be a whole lot more excited for this game if it was basketball, but uh, (laughs) Mr. Cutcliffe is still trying to figure out how to get his new offense, you know, inundated uh, to get them their first win on the season. Syracuse, they they just have such inconsistent quarterback play with DeVito. And 
there's games where he looks like he should be leading the ACC in all passing categories, and then there's games where it looks like he should be dead last in the Sun Belt for passing categories. Uh, so <laughs> I think this is going to be a sloppy game. I don't know how I feel as far as a side. Um, Duke's got to get a win eventually. I mean, it opened at plus one to them. Now it's minus one to Duke. But 83% of the money is on Syracuse as well as 61% of the bet percentage. So it's just this line is doing some really weird stuff. And if I smell, you know, super massive amounts of fish, I usually will stay away. But if I'm going to go out on a limb and say something, look for Duke to get their first win because, you know, Cutcliffe is still a good coach. Say what you will about him. He's been there for a long time. He's consistent. Um, Syracuse is not that good of a team. They, they, their offensive line is just pretty shot up and bad. And like I said, that inconsistent quarterback play, Duke is young on defense, but they, they could probably intercept arm. Uh, I'm sorry, DeVito a couple of times with his gunslinging mentality. So if I'm looking at something here, I would probably say, First half under, just because both teams are going to start sloppy. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on that one. A good game to maybe dig some more into. I'll probably get some notes put together on it and put it out on Twitter because now you got me a little uh, curious as to, to, you know, why this line is doing what it is and maybe finding a decent angle to take. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, I think Duke I think Duke gets the win this weekend uh, against Syracuse. Um, any other games you want to throw out before we let you go? Um, talk some Big Twelve, just because that's my part of the town. Uh, Texas Tech and Iowa State. I really like under sixty-two and a half. Um, it's a lot. Um, it opened sixty-three and a half, and it's gone all the way up to sixty-four and a half. So I guess I should have waited. But um, I also think Iowa State's going to come out and cover this 12-and-a-half-point spread, get them a couple touchdown uh, margin of victory. They're doing what they need to. You know, they beat OU. They also went ahead and took care of the other Big 12 team they played. I can't remember who. Uh, And Texas Tech, you know, they collapsed real bad against Texas. They should have won that game. And then – they went ahead and stunk it up against K-State the following week. Um, so I'm looking for Iowa State at home, you know, to have that defense that, that defense for Big 12 standards. Um, keep an eye on them. They have some really good linebacking play. And Texas Tech does also. Texas Tech, surprisingly, even though that Texas game did what it did and K-State put 30-some-odd points on them, they can play some good defense in certain stretches throughout ball games. And Iowa State's more of a physical team under Matt Campbell. So I'm looking at some clock running, uh, you know, under 62 and a half, and then go ahead and throw in Iowa State minus 12 and a half on that game. Any thoughts on who wins the Oklahoma-Texas game? No thoughts. Just lots of points. This is a weird game every year, just being a native Oklahoman, but being an Oklahoma State fan. So it's like for us, it's like we get beneficial standings help anyway so it's 
good for us, but it's also a weird game to handicap because, you know, and, and this is across all sports. I mean, rivalry games are really weird because you could have an 0-4 Texas team come in and beat a 4-0 OU team, which has happened multiple times within the last, you know, 15 years. Not multiple. I don't know how many times OU or uh, Texas went 0-4 to start the year. But nonetheless, that's what rivalry games can do. They can just completely flip stuff on their noggins. I got over 70. It's just continued to rise. It's up to over 72 and a half. So, yeah, like I said, I'm looking for Rattler and Ellinger to probably compile eight to ten touchdowns, you know, collectively between themselves. All right, guys, you heard it here first. All the college football that you want, uh, any questions, comments, banter, if you will, please go ahead and follow us on Twitter, The Bird Machine, at Magic. Devin Ellington at D-A-L-E-007. We are at Hoopball Gaming. Make sure you go check out manscaped.com. Get 20% off in free shipping while using the promo code HOOPBALL20. And uh, go to myboogie.ag, sign up using the promo code HOOPBALL for 100% match on your first deposit. That's it for us today. We will see you back on Monday. Good luck in your action this weekend. Let's go win some money. And uh, I'll be posting some NFL teasers, so make sure you follow me on the Twitter machine. Uh, Devin, I'll see you on Monday, buddy. Ribadirchi. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.